Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, where we talk to inspirational business leaders in our community that inspire us to lead a life full of wisdom and build a business as worthy of our wildest dreams. I'm your host, Leo Chen. I'm a tech entrepreneur, real estate advisor, and investor located right here in sunny coastal Orange County, California. And the goal of this podcast is to expand your mind and share what's possible. So excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good day when I get to hang out with you. Yeah. Um, thank you for being here and taking the time. Um, I know we've been friends for a short little while, and I just come to love you, your energy, and just what you bring to our amazing mastermind group. Um, and um, I think uh, it's been one of those things where we never know who's going to join our group, but when they do, we get a chance to kind of get to know them. And uh, you are one of those bright spots, you know, in this year's um, editions. And so I want to thank you for coming in and, uh, you know, being with us and being such a great contributor. Thank you. It's been almost a year I joined in December. And I tell you, like, I just love this community that we're in. And like being able to meet you and the many wonderful steals, like it just, it's, I feel like they're friends that I've had forever, but I just barely met. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, I usually tell tell people like, hey, I'm in this uh, real estate business mastermind. And, you know, it goes beyond real estate, you know, for us, which is what's different a lot about about this particular group that we have. Um, we are all very tight knit and we get to know each other very well intimately, you know, and then um, we also, you know, help each other with um, things that are going on, not just with our business, but in our lives, you know, in our mindset, you know, I think those are like the missing pieces with, you know, many of the other masterminds I've been is just like, it's all business, do the homework and, you know, things like that. But when we feel, you know, a sense of um, community and a sense of uh, intimacy with kind of how we interact with each other, um, then everything sort of changes. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. Like I, I feel like I have dear friends all over the country and they're like, I want to help support them. And I know they want to help support me. And we just like, we give and serve so freely. It's just so refreshing. Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. such a great example of that, of giving freely and serving and just showing support. I mean, I was so touched um, when my mom had her heart attack that you called me, you texted me like, just outside of our community, just making sure I was okay. And that meant so much. I will never forget that. Like that kind of kindness and thoughtfulness goes so far. So thank you. For uh, well, thank you. And um, I, you know, I speak from a lot of experience in terms of connecting with people, you know, long distance. Um, you, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this. So um, uh, when I was in my early to mid twenties, um, I was on the internet a lot you know, and back then it was in the nineties and, um, people I'm dating myself here, but, <laughs> but people, uh, people didn't really do that, you know, um, back then. And we had dial up and, you know, we had this, uh, chat and stuff like that. We go online to kind of just, it's only text, you know, so there's a lot of jargon and stuff like that. Um, and this was before America online is before like all of that, you know, more organized type of internet where you can send email and stuff like that. We didn't even really send email at all. We would just come onto a channel and everybody would just be a chat box and everybody would chat live. And so I've gotten to the point where, uh, 
we all had this really great group of about 80 to 100 people all across the country. And I had a chance in my in those days to travel to meet those people, you know, in person. And, um, and the reason I bring that up is, you know, it's culminated to all this time up to this point where we're more used to connecting with everybody. But at the end of the day, it's still up to like these type of relationships we have, where it just really works and really connects. Because what I learned earlier on is that, you know, people everywhere are really the same. Right. And, and I don't mean same meaning like there's there they they have I mean, we all are human beings and have our own problems, but we have all different types of personality. What what works for me, you know, in a relationship with someone, it might not work for someone else. And it just takes that special kind of click, you know, to happen between one person and another and not necessarily one person to like everybody. There's, of course, a bigger community. But um, and so when I um met you and I was like oh yeah you know we we know what this is like when we really click with someone so so I appreciate you so much and um so if you guys are just jumping on right now do just a quick uh uh, intro uh Heather Robbins um she's the owner and principal broker of Robbins Realty Group um a boutique uh brokerage based in uh, Westland Oregon and we'll talk about how her journey has taken her to another state as well. Um, her, com- her companies uh, uh, serves the greater uh, Portland metro area for over 22 years. And so you have so much um, uh, experience and wisdom to share with us. So I just can't say enough um, how I'm happy and grateful you're here. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we started Robin's Realty Group. Um, about eight years ago, and it's based in Westland, Oregon, which is the southwest quadrant of Portland. So we work all of Portland Metro, but our like we love our market of Westland. Like we we dominate that market and and love our. I just love my hometown, so it, that makes it easy. So when I say we, my mom and I started the company eight years ago, and um, we have a team of fourteen and um, including our admin team, which is, they're amazing. It's an all women's um, company and I love men, like, don't get me wrong, I love men, but (laughs) um, we just have a passion for helping women provide for their families while working from home. And so our company is virtual. We don't have a brick and mortar and it's served us well. It's allowed us to all be able to work from home and and yet produce quite a bit of, of business in an area we love to work and that we live in as well. Yeah. Um, so I love women too. So uh, <laughs> everything is all good. Um, I love talking to people like you that have, you know, over 20 years of experience, you know, in the real estate world. So um, one question I had for you, and I always have for people who have been around much longer than I have, is how was real estate done, say, 15, 20 years ago, when you kind of first started in your five to seven years to kind of how things work now and what what are the same and what's different because a lot of people don't know and don't understand especially people who are first-time home buyers and stuff like that um, or people who bought homes even you know five years ago or something like they don't really know how the market has changed and how we are being used as agents or how we are serving them compared to say 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'll say the one thing that has not changed from when before I had wrinkles and children um, was that that relationship with your client, being the trusted advisor 
that I don't think will ever change. When people know that you are there to support them, that you have a fiduciary duty for their best interest when it comes to their real estate goals, that will never change. That relationship, that connection is so important. And my clients are my friends and my friends are my clients. Like I, I want the very best for them and I will only give them um, advice that is in their best interest, not mine. So that's the one thing that hasn't changed, but the things that have changed, like when I got into the industry, I was 23-ish. Yeah, 22, 23. And um, it was dial-up. And there was no RMLS online. Like the inventory was not online. It was in a book and the book came out every month. And oftentimes you would drive around to see what new signs came up um, because that was easier than the outdated book if something went pending very quickly. And then um, about a year into real estate, they started doing dial up and it was, I mean, there weren't pictures. It was just like addresses and prices, right? Like it was yeah. so... Um, it was archaic, but it was advanced at the time. Um, and you would go all over town getting signatures from clients and then meeting up with the co-op to give them the signed wet signatures. And then they would go get it. And then, and no faxing, they didn't accept fax documents at the time. That was just coming out. I'm totally dating myself <laughs> here, but I mean, that's just how it was. Um, and then you would hand deliver it. So the process did not take 30 days. It took much longer because you're I mean, if you had somebody out of state relocating, you're mailing, you're FedExing those documents. Thank goodness I came along when there was FedEx. Like I can't even imagine snail mail. Like that would have been so interesting. So now the community, I mean, you met your co-op, you would present the offers to the clients. You would um, go present your buyer's offer to the sellers and their listing agent. It was very much um, in-person and connection. And, and then with the um, invent of technology and um, the progression of technology, soon it was, you could fax it. And then it was, oh, you have pictures online to see. I mean, how wonderful. Um, and, and then of course, like to what we have today where not just us, but the buyers and sellers can see the marketing online as well. And now we have websites like Redfin and Zillow that give a lot of data to the buyers. So the data, the buyers just have more information, which is wonderful, I think. And you can do the electronic signature. There's no faxing, like faxing is now outdated, right? So yeah, it's been definitely a change. But the thing that I, I think will never change is us being trusted advisors and caring for our clients. Uh, yeah, so um, you just uh, we just had this blast to the past, you know, kind of a feeling. Um, but it did so it took much longer. What what would be an average amount of time would it take to to kind of do a deal? Um, and and it and just it just reminded me of this word that I I recently had a uh, meeting with a property manager and and she describes it like, hey, we are a high touch business. You know, we you know that that part of it has kind of gone away because of all the online advances, but we are high touch because we want people to be well served. And so, you know, they have a, a hundred doors only type of policy. Like we don't do anything more than a hundred doors. And so um, I appreciate that because property managers, like they'll take as many doors as they possibly can and not serve them very well. 
Yeah, we, we totally believe in quality over quantity at Robbins Realty Group. It's one of our core values that we make sure that it's an exceptional experience. I would have, have one exceptional experience than five so-so, right? Like it just, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense if you're not providing the very best for your clients. So yeah, high touch, I do. We really believe in that and just serving our clients and giving um, being in touch as often as possible and that personal touch. So I have on my desk right now, a stack of, of handwritten cards. Like mm -hmm. we, we believe in the handwritten card and making sure that they know that it was a personal note to them. And so, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, take us uh, to your journey kind of now um, things have, um, you know, are changing quickly for a lot of people as, uh, as well as the real estate market in general, but you have taken a step to do something new. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I have three children that live in Utah, and so we bought an um, investment property um, in Utah that we spend time in, and um, we we love it there. So now I'm, I'm um, commuting back and forth, um, but obviously my my total focus is Westland, Oregon, and and dominating that market. I love my hometown, so yeah, I'll um, travel back and forth. We have a grandbaby in um, in Utah, so I love to get to see her as well. And um, you know, I love real estate nationwide. Like as an investor, I'm always looking at like what's happening in the different markets, and it's been fascinating just to watch the Utah market too and and see how it's adjusting. So it, it's been um, it's been really fun, really, to like take what we've learned over 20. I've been in real estate about 23 years. My mom has been in it 30 years and like that culmination of education and experience and then starting Robin's Realty Group and what we've learned there. Like now it's created this template that I think anybody could use that template to dominate their marketplace. And so that's just exciting to watch like members in the seals take, um, <clears throat> take the template and, and use it to help um, dominate their area. And what Leo, tell me a little bit about the area that you're working, that you're wanting to dominate. So um, I more specifically, um, I live in Irvine, California here. Um, and it's uh, in the, in the heart of uh, Orange County. Um, we are just about um, 20 minutes from Disneyland, south south of Disneyland. We are more uh, closer to the coast. I am right next door to uh, the famed Laguna Beach as well as Newport Beach. Um, and both of those cities are also uh, my market that I, I serve. But personally here, I, I live in Irvine. And Irvine is um, the second um, largest city here in Orange County. And okay. so um, it's extremely progressive, meaning we uh, so we shut down a, a, a pretty big marine base has been here for decades. And um, all that land has, uh, you know, over the last 20 years have uh, people have uh, been working on how to get it developed. And of course, the community all have their say and everybody wants this and wants that. And it's finally come to a point where we're um, having a lot more developers develop on that land. And as far as um, our county is concerned, there's very, very little development available because we're all huddled up along the coastline here and uh, you know all the all the lots and all the land has spoken for you know and so this uh, this uh, this marine base um, it was called an El Toro marine base and uh, we used to see you know blue angels and all the all the military uh, uh, 
flights come through and they'll do shows for us, you know, every year during the summer and stuff like that. And that's all gone away, but it's so much, so much land there that um, now currently being developed. And it's the only place that there's a, a lot of new development. Other than that, most of the homes here in Orange County were uh, built in mostly the 60s, 70s and on. Um, and then there's a couple of cities that were uh, homes were built in the uh, maybe in the 40s, 50s. Laguna Beach has been around for over 100 years. And so there are homes that we serve, uh, uh, neighborhoods and stuff that we serve here that uh, goes back to the 1910s and 1920s and the old like the beginning of Hollywood. And so this is the around the area that, that kind of I serve. I'm 10 minutes from the beach. And um, for our specific dominating um, a community um, is the south end of Irvine uh, called Quail Hill. Um, Quail Hill is one of the newer community that was, uh, it was developed in the, uh, around the 2003, 2004, as the bubble was kind of building up right before the crash. And um, this community here is extremely well-planned. Um, in our community of 2,000 resident, uh, 2,000 resident homes, uh, we have, I think, six parks, you know, and so uh, we have uh, award-winning schools that, I mean, people fight to live here just for this, um, you know, uh, elementary school that's here. And then we are also in the district of um, uh, uh, Irvine's uh, best high schools, as well as UCI, um, which is world-renowned, um, you know, university here. So we have a lot going on here. And uh, people are very affluent um, and very, um, uh, very smart about what they do. Irvine is very uh, pro-business as opposed to many of the other cities around the coast because they don't want too much business that it takes away from the beauty and the, you know, the residents and things like that. But Irvine itself is very pro-business. So uh, we work around all of that stuff. Uh, working with business owners, uh, making sure that their families are taken care of um, and work with them uh, as businesses as well, how we can help them promote their businesses, as well as, you know, helping their families uh, with their homes and uh, investments. Oh my gosh. It sounds like so much opportunity there. Like what a wonderful place to be, to live and work. Yeah, extremely, extremely. And, and we compare it to the rest of the country. You know, when I talk about, you know, other areas, we have uh, uh, someone in our mastermind, um, Heather Connor, uh, works out of um, the Colorado area. And she was telling me in her uh, entire city was a city of about a thousand <laughs> that she works with. And, you know, and, and that was her entire, you know, market. And uh, she can go out. 20, 25 minutes to another market and another couple of thousands, you know, of people. And it's just, I just couldn't, couldn't really, you know, wrap my mind around that. So, so that's our market. And we're, um, because we're suburbs, everybody's extremely community oriented, especially right now, we are, uh, you know, fully uh, coming out of uh, COVID now. So um, everybody is just doing what they can to be uh, to reconnect. And it's going to take a little time, but it's uh, starting to happen. So uh, this is the part of the thing that, you know, you and I talked about. So I'd love for you to talk about the, the community building aspect of the of the market that you do. Yeah, so I have such a passion for my hometown of Westland. And I really believe that I'm a firm believer, you have to love what you're doing, right? Because when you love 
your work, it doesn't feel like work. It's just fun and enjoyable. And so I love serving the community of Westland um, because I have a passion for it. We do quite a few like community drives, whether it's clothing drives for children or shoe drives or coat drives. Um, we also do like a scavenger hunt. Um, just these are all free. Like we just want to help support foster children. And so the clothing, shoe and coat drives are super successful and just supporting local foster children and the whole community is invited to that. And then we do a community scavenger hunt in the park. Um, we love to support our athletes, um, the sports teams, the fun runs, the, um, the arts, anything in Westland we want to be supporting. Um, it's just a passion of ours. And so I, I love building community. I love being part of a community and, um, I just, firmly believe like when you're putting good out there, it comes back to you. And so, yeah, we love Westland. And that's part of our marketing is serving our community and just giving back. Um, and we don't give to get like that. That's icky. We all know what that's like when somebody's giving and there's like strings attached. We just give without anything um, in return. And yet, the law of karma is when you give good, good comes back. And it's always so lovely. And I'm, always, I'm just grateful for how supportive the community is of our small business. It's really um, wonderful to see. And, you know, I grew up here. And so I, I have um, high school alumni that called me saying, hey, come sell my house or help me buy. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I've known you since I was 14. And here we are in our 40s and being able to continue to connect and have the longevity of friendship. And so like, I just, I love that. It's, it's super satisfying for me. Um, and, you know, I, I will say that it hasn't, like, we have a successful business and um, have been able to build a brand. Um, but there was a lot of like, um, focus and intent on how to build that. And, um, so I guess, do you, do you want me to share my story on how this all came to be? But yeah, I would love that. Yeah, please do. So um, I always tell people we did well in the boom and made um, great income. And then when the recession hit, I just had our fourth baby and we had two homes on the market that we were flipping. And we had also purchased our dream home that we were remodeling and the market crashed. My husband was in construction. I was in real estate. You can do the math that it became very challenging when you lose your income like that. Um, and we had these three houses. So luckily we sold all the houses um, and we did not declare bankruptcy or short sell. We just took the loss and um, had to like, you know, liquidate stocks and then retirement and college and all these things in order to make whole on all of those properties. And then we downsized and it took us seven years um, to basically like get back to level ground financially. Um, I was like, both my husband and I firmly believe that I should be at home with our four children and work from home. And so um, there was a very cold winter day in December. It was a couple of weeks before Christmas and our furnace went out and we were just barely getting by. Like I was selling stuff out of our garage to try and like keep the lights on and food on the table. Like it was pretty humble. And to go from like what we had been experiencing to that, I was just like, oh my gosh, how did we get here? How did this happen so quickly? Um, and there was a knock on my door. It was a dear friend of ours who said, 
Hey, I just felt impressed. I was supposed to come by and, and help you out. And he gave me $600. And again, right before Christmas, I had no money for Christmas presents for my children and our furnace went out. And so the furnace was $550. That's what it was going to cost to get heat on. And we were freezing in our home. Like, and I had just been praying, like, we need a miracle. How is this going to, how's this going to happen? I don't have that money. And an angel knocks on our door and I was like mortified and grateful, right? Like all the feelings, so grateful that he came and mortified that I had to accept that money. I had no choice. And so we got our furnace fixed and the heat on. And there were many angels in our life that Christmas that provided like help for us. But I thought I will never be in this situation again, ever. And so I, um, I just got really clear on goals and priorities and started writing every day what I was grateful for now and what I was grateful for in the future. And it was to have world domination in Westland and like how much, how many transactions we were going to do, how we were going to do it. I just got really clear on that plan. And then I went at it with like full tenacity, determination, and a whole lot of like gratitude. And so giving back to Westland is a joy because I feel like Westland has given to me so much. Like I've been here since I was 14 and I love this hometown of mine. And so that like very humble experience that I, I, I don't share often because it's so, uh, it's tender, right? Like those, those moments make us though. And I feel like that, that was like a line in the sand of like, okay, this is, this is what our future is going to look like. And it's been wonderful. Like it, it really having a plan, having a focus, having something that you just love is, um, is wonderful. And so it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, because I think a lot of people out there need to know that we're going into a little bit of downturn here and not only just the real estate market, but just kind of overall prices are going up, people being squeezed. Some people are unfortunately getting laid off right now. Um, and so, um, I love that you told that story because it all happens to the best of us. And uh, what I, what I love about the way you presented the way you feel about it. It's sort of like it was um, a, a blessing to um, to be in the position and to be in the position to be able to humble yourself and receive. But at the same time, it 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 caused you to turn around and give back. You know, tenfold, twentyfold. Who knows how many you know families you've helped. You know, since then, and we have the privilege of. Uh, being able to know our clients and what their kind of situations are and um, doing everything that we can because we know where their vulnerabilities are. If, if it's, if they're a dollar short or something, if they're just trying to, you know, get this home that they, you know, thought of, um, you know, I'll, I'll share, uh, you know, a quick story regarding this is that I have, um, I just closed on um, a home for a, a, a couple of clients of mine they are newlyweds now I met them literally uh six weeks ago and they had a, a you know a 30-day escrow and then they had a little bit of rent back that they gave to the sellers for about a couple of weeks but their story is that they got married um and they dreamed of having a home okay and they had something like a 250 people wedding that their family put up for them and it's just the sweetest you know young couple of course, they didn't know much of anything else. They both had been 
had um, had been veterans. They had served our our country, um, and they both worked um, in. They had worked in the uh, uh, as EMTs. Okay, so they had been helping people, and then now they are working in an emergency rooms as you know first responders. You know to everybody, and they're just they're just just people that we need in this world, mm-hmm. right? And and they're young, but they don't know much of anything else other than all the serving that they've done for every everybody else. Now that they're married. Um, he told, uh, I said, Hey, uh, what can I help you with what you guys are looking for? We just go through our qualifications and, and questionnaires of, you know, getting all the information we need from them, what, what they thought was what they wanted. And he said, well, um, I said, the first thing we do is just take care of your finances because we need to, you know, we need to take, I always tell people we need to take our money before we go to the grocery store. You know, yeah. No money. You don't just show up to the grocery store expecting to come home with food. Right. So I always tell them that so that they, they can relate to like how real estate works. You don't just go shopping for three months, you know, and not know if you can afford it and you just end up darting. I mean, that's very classic. I mean, all of us real estate agents all know that, but the, but the average, you know, normal people, they don't especially they're buying for their first home right and so he said well i'm going to go on the i'm going to go on my honeymoon we already you know booked our honeymoon you know for two weeks uh, i'll do it when i get back i said well if you can i'll have a lender call you today and you they can get you started right now before you leave that way when you come back we'll have everything ready for you and he did just that and i mean you know, I've talked to many tens and 20 and 30 people a week. He's the only one that like took the time to do that before he went on his honeymoon. He just got married. So yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So fast forward uh, in, in, in a couple of weekends of, you know, showing them homes, they found the right home that they wanted. We, we got into escrow. We, we uh, made the offer for them and turns out the seller was also a nurse and they they loved them. We we presented them and and just showed them just just told the sellers who they were and they just got married and all that kind of stuff. And so they were, were able to take twenty five thousand dollars off the sale price oh. um, because that was all the money they had. Yeah, we we put in an offer. They wanted they they the the home was on the market for nine hundred thousand. And um, it was actually also a decrease from the market value of probably around 930, 940, because the seller really wanted to get it sold. And we came in at 875. And I said, and, and I told them, I said, this, I, we would love to offer more money for you. But this is all the money we have for this young couple. Okay, yeah. we couldn't give any more. And I, we hope yeah. that you can accept. And so they got to learn about them a little bit and they said, yes, we would love to, you know, you know, accept your offer. And so we went in on that. Now, money got even tighter just because the interest rates were rising as we were doing that and um, all the qualifications on the VA loans and, um, you know, they didn't have much for down payment and things like that. Um, but it turned out that they were short on qualifying. And they had a, a car payment that they were making payments on that they had bought this car like a year ago and they're making payments on it. And he had to take that car and go and um, sell it mm-hmm. and purchase a, a used car to drive in order to qualify. That was one of the conditions wow. for the loan. Okay. And he said, he said, yes, no, we're going to go ahead and do that. Go ahead and write it in. Let's get the underwriting, you know, completely cleared. As long as we do this, we'll have enough money and we can get this loan and then we can close on this property. 
So they had to do all every, just everything that they possibly could. And in the meantime, he said, it's going to be okay. We're going to work overtime. We'll get time and a half. And there's lots of need in the hospital for us to, you know, do extra time to work. And so they just worked even, even before they knew that the home was accepted, even doing, going through the finances and going through escrow. Every time I call them like, oh, you know, I'm working such and such day. I'm working overtime here and there before they even closed down the home, just so that they know that the finance is going to be tight. So, so anyway, I think that's just kind of um, the kind of stories that we come across that we just do everything we can to help them. And now they're in their home. They're going to get their keys in a couple of days here. And so I'm just excited to do that for them because we pulled out all the stops to get all this stuff done and it was still very tight, but they did their part as well. Yeah. I, I, I love everything about that story. And it, especially like you were their trusted advisor, like, Hey, let's do this so that we can be prepared. And because you told them and they followed it, like it set them up for success to see a 25, well, more than 25, it seems like because of the price drops and then how you were able to negotiate for 875, like puts them in a wonderful position of instant equity. And like, they've been giving good out for a long time and the good came back to them. Like, I just, I love that experience. Thank you for sharing. And I think that those experiences that you and I have in the field, like, I mean, my experience with knowing what it's like to be broke is a joke and like, not sure how it's all going to shake out. I can now talk to people at their kitchen tables if they're upside down in their home and, you know, owe more than what it's worth, or they, they're needing to short sell, or they're just struggling financially. I can look them in the eyes and say, I understand. I have been in a place of um, humble stages. I have been in that place and this is what I did. And this is what I would recommend you do. Like when we can share heart to heart with our clients, I think they know that and they, they feel that connection and know that we're doing our very best for them. Yeah. Cause, cause they're really flying blind. You know, they don't have the experience. They don't know, you know, how the market has changed in the last year or two, or even, you know, last five years, you know, even if they had done it three times before the market's completely different. So we, we, we really need to earn that trust. Um, and, and we don't ask them to trust us blindly. We just, we need to show them like, Hey, here are the real facts and things like that with so much misinformation, you know, out there online and stuff like that. It's really, you know, uh, it's really scaring a lot of people. And so we want to just make sure that they understand and make, you know, informed and intelligent, you know, decisions. Um, and I think that's what I love about, you know, real estate. You had asked me before, like what I love about real estate and the story just, you know, does it all. I would do this type of stories over and over because I help these people who have given so much to our country and to our community and helping people, you know, and, 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 and making people well in the hospitals and when they get hurt and stuff like that. And um, so I, I would, I would duplicate them, you know, 20 times if I could. And even if I didn't make much money, I would still do it. Right. Cause it's so gratifying. Yeah. It just feels good. Like, yeah. I totally agree. And I think um, a key word that you mentioned was earn their trust. What you do so well in earning your clients trust, and, and this is just from an outsider's perspective, is your market updates and the emails that you serve your client base. I'm on that. And I love getting Leo's market updates. And I love seeing your deals of the week, because you're, you're serving your community, your database so well in market education education and you know have you thought of this have you tried this and and the deal of the week I'm always like oh 
I want, I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I hope a lot. I mean, we get responses from people who are just out looking in and all, don't always know. There's so many things out there to look at. You end up looking at nothing. And so we want to just, you know, hone in and targeting on what the right properties are, what the right deals are so that they can have a chance to consider it because otherwise they've been spending, you know, there's a whole nother career just finding stuff. Um, so, yeah. So thank you so much, Heather. Um, uh, how can people, you know, what's the best way for people to connect with you? They want to know more about Westland, if they're considering living, you know, moving to Westland or anything like that. Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at Robins, two Bs, one S, Robins Realty Group. Um, I'm also on Facebook under that um, handle. Um, Heather at robinsrealtygroup.com is my email, um, or they can reach out to me via text, 503-807-5189. Um, happy to help answer anything about beautiful Portland, Oregon, and specifically Westland. We just, we love our hometown. Yeah, um, and so um, I think... Uh, one of the things I love about you is just your your gift to just be warm and you know caring. And um, I know you have an amazing quote for us today. As for tradition of our podcast, that uh, we ask our uh, our guests to share, you know, a quote that they love and why they love that. So take it away. Yeah. So the uh, the quote that just felt right for our podcast is from Reese Witherspoon. Um, actually, it's Reese Witherspoon's mom who told. Reese Witherspoon and then Reese Witherspoon shared it with the world, which is happiness is a gift you give yourself. So no one else is really going to make you happy, right? It, it has to come from within. And so um, nurturing your spirit, your heart and um, doing good in the world will create happiness. And, um, and so it's a gift you give yourself. You can choose to be happy or not. And I choose to be happy. I choose to be around people who are happy. That's why I love to rub shoulders with you, Leo, is that your positive energy and um, love for life is contagious. And I feel like that's why we just like clicked instantly. I was like, oh my goodness, he's so wonderful and happy and kind and um, so many talents that you possess. And I always just love to rub shoulders with you. So thank you for having me on today. It was just so good to connect with you. Yeah. And it's always good. Um, we have, uh, I, I could probably talk to you all day and um, I, know, me too. I, I love to, you know, um, we'll have you back and then uh, share some more stories, our adventures that you and I have had as well. Um, yes. And so thank you so much for being here. And um, we will uh, definitely do this again. Um, and catch up with you. And uh, we appreciate you so much. And uh, best of luck with everything that you do. And happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays to you. It's November 1st. I love Thanksgiving. It's like the gratitude month, right? So I'm yeah, grateful yeah. for you. Thank you, Leo. Have a wonderful day. Same to you. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to receive notifications of all new episodes. And please give us a positive review. And if you want to hang out with us live, check out our YouTube channel where you can continue the conversations with me and our guests.